Welcome to episode 18 of the Seek Strength Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to have a quick chat about how to start training on your own at home, the kind of types of gear you might want to think about getting, and then actually what kind of training you do at home. So a lot of us have this dream of having like the garage gym with a platform and an eco set, a nice squat cage, mm. and a, like some sort of machine or something. But Maybe Chinese squats. Yeah, half, the Chinese squat blocks. Half eggs. Oh my god. Yeah. Are so, they that much better though? No, they just look amazing. Yeah. Um so what we're gonna try and do today basically is introduce the idea of having a mini gym or mm-hmm. like a mini training center at home where you can do maybe forty percent of your training, thirty percent of your training, get some strength and mobility work done. Yeah. Without kind of breaking the bank or without kicking your little sister out of her bedroom or anything. Well, maybe we'll start with the, not the dream gym, but the, I have two or three grand to yeah. to drop on the, on every little space. Okay, so like a fairly ideal circumstance. Not even, yeah, like yeah. Um, the bare minimum to do full-time weightlifting training, say, or, yeah. or powerlifting. Yeah, 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 as your main like training area. Yeah, like if you have, you do, if you had two grand, I'd say you probably... Jesus, you'd, you'd you break them. the back of it anyway. I think the first thing to consider is the space. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the first thing to consider when you're looking at the space is the floor below it. Yeah. Especially for weightlifting, but for powerlifting as well. Um, if it's just, like, a floating slab, mm-hmm. it's probably not ideal. I would say almost, almost never, unless you're in some kind of commercial purpose-built building. Yeah, I just wouldn't go to a second floor building because no, definitely not. It may seem like it'll be okay, and it may be okay for the first year, but you're just asking for trouble eventually. And I yeah. don't think, and in terms of noise and stuff. So realistically, if you're, you really need a ground floor space, preferably away from your house. Yeah. So if you're lucky enough to, so I know in Ireland a lot of people do have extra space if you're outside the cities, like an outhouse or a shed yeah. or something, or in the UK or <clears throat> maybe in Europe too, I suppose. Yeah. But a lot of people, so I know a lot of listeners are actually. USA so I'd say it could be hit or miss yeah and then like when you're looking so if you're garage based or basement based then mm-hmm. looking at what's overhead is pretty important yeah so um, overhead overhead room is actually um, something you wouldn't think about but it actually you no. think when you're in a room that you have shit loads of room it's only when you hold a bar overhead yeah 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 yeah. But uh, so and that's like if you're th- when we're talking about like the ideal situation where you're doing all your training at home yeah and you will need to go overhead at some stage if you're a power lifter it mightn't be hugely beneficial to have that overhead room but for weightlifters you, you absolutely have to. have to it's like just i would say it's actually absolutely necessary yeah um if you want to if, if you think full-time training of course it's necessary yeah so like i can't jerk in your shed at home nope um I or i can catch a jerk but i can't recover it yeah it's just not safe <laughs> so there's like a hr in front of mine so i never walk forward to jerks at home no and like the thing is with a floor right if I'm you're if you're working in a shed you can fairly easily kind of facilitate yourself even if it's a fairly thin concrete slab and it mightn't even be reinforced but then you get kind of six sheets of MDF yeah. like one inch MDF you go two uh, two lateral two across from that two lateral okay, okay, and then okay. build your platform on top we'll start with so we'll start with weightlifters okay yeah so you need a bar and bumpers yeah number uno you can you need squat racks yeah and you need a platform yeah. If you're a weightlifter, that's literally all you need. Yeah, you can get away with a lot. So you have to buy bar and bumpers. That's just undeniable. So you'll, 
if you if you're patient and you're not in a rush, you can you can buy really good training bars. Yeah, for four or five hundred euros. That's about. And if you're a small but savvy as well. Yeah, if you're very savvy. So like keeping an eye out, keeping in contact with the local places around, even if you're not training there, like putting in a phone call. A load of places have bars that aren't really used, mm-hmm. or like it might be a bar over in the corner that. Uh, it's not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. can take it away for two hundred bucks or whatever. I would say your prime investment should be a decent bar, though. Yeah. So if you the bulk of your money, because you can get a lot of. Well, bumpers aren't cheap, but they're a lot cheaper than they used to be. They've gotten, I'd say, they're a third of the price they were when I first started looking when I was like fifteen. It genuinely used to be like five euro a kilo. Some places. Yeah, they used to be outlandishly expensive. I remember when I got my first bumper set. Mm-hmm. I bought two sets of plates before that. So yeah. I was eighteen, mm-hmm. and I got two rogue 20 kilo plates yeah, and I was just like praying to God that my steel at home Could was be. just that bit narrower like, and I, I trained for ages on those do you know there was a period of time there as well where your, the circumference of your collar might not fit the circumference oh, of the plates God. that was yeah. actually a thing yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a thing that the bar might not like there was not a standardised circumference yeah. of your outside collar to put the plates on like that I just thought of that I haven't thought about it in years but that yeah. was, that's the thing like you oh, actually 100%. you had to worry about that which was there used to be this set of plates like gold gym plates yeah um, in the club at home yeah and they were too small for everything except for like stacky on the back of a machine yeah so they were literally this like set I think there was like 215s 220s and you'd haul them over and then they just wouldn't go on any bar seriously yeah yeah yeah. just useless so I was very lucky in my first summer from college my brother actually had a load of so he he always he's always kind of had his own home gym yeah. in the garage and stuff, strongman and stuff like that. But he gave me a load of strength shot bumpers, which I still use to this day. If yeah, you're looking yeah. training on all the coloured ones. But he also gave me a thirty-two mil bar. <laughs> so he wasn't. I think I can't remember if he accidentally sent me that one or whatever. But that was it was yeah. a full summer of training with a thirty-two mil bar, like so. Get that grip strength in the shed, like with the cows as well. Like that's so. almost an axle bear. That's so sick. <laughs> Thinking about it now, like I was able to do cleans as well. Yeah, and snatches were just always with straps. I remember that summer. I think, I think that might have been the first summer I went to um, might have been Nationals. I'd say. Yeah. And I'd been training with that bar for a few weeks beforehand, kind of at the weekends and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'd been using straps, and then <laughs> I'd stopped using the straps, and I went back to a normal bar, and it fucked me up so much. Yeah. Because at the time I thought, oh, I'm after really weakening <coughs> my grip strength, but of course now I know it's. Uh, yeah. It's just a neurological, if how it feels is different. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Grip strength is really specific like that. So then I saved like a motherfucker and bought a York training bar. That's a very nice bar. It's very nice. Yeah. It's a little bit bent now, but uh, I don't use any, but like. But it's all cool. It did, <laughs> did the job for five, no, Jesus <clears throat> did the job for like seven years. Yeah. I bought it for 450 euro. Jesus. Yeah. It's a lot of saving. It's. I was like, but it was worth every penny yeah. of it. I was so, it was actually some lad in, in um, this is irrelevant to a lot of people, but in Kish Game, like <laughs> it's irrelevant selling, to everybody. Selling, selling sports equipment. Yeah, random. That's so weird. I could never. I, f- I found that once the website. Kish Game is a little village in the middle of nowhere, just so everyone knows. It was like Galactica <laughs> Sports or something. Yeah, and I found it by accident, and uh, it was just when York were still making training bars for weightlifting. Yeah, and I think they they recently lost their IWF certification, or they hadn't been, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. it was still it was still a really good boy. And they did, they did the fucking job for years as well. Yeah, so but I think the first thing to take from this podcast is if you're a weightlifter, you can get budget bumpers that will bring you forever. a long way, 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 way. Budget bumpers as well, like just 
Just buy bigger and yeah. size down. Yeah, 100%. You can get like just those plain black Chinese bumper plates. You can get them everywhere. Just keep adding plates to your collection every so often. Like I've stacks of bumpers at home. Literally. And then you just need a good barbell. There's so many bumpers out there that you can buy now. Yeah, there's and like, I think... There's... um, I use a really nice bar actually. So there's a shitload of training bars. So at the time when I bought the York bar, there was literally nothing else that I could buy for training. There yeah. was either... A really bad, like, Maher sports bar yeah, for, like, yeah. 100 euro. Super thick. That would definitely break. Yeah. Or it was an eco works and So there was literally, it was, like, 100 euro, 400 euro. One bar for, like, 400 euro. Yeah. And then it was, like, a th- 1,000 plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was no way to spend a 1,000 plus. No. But now you can get, like, Rogue have so many bars. Yeah, like, that Rogue training bar I've at home. It's the Rogue weightlifting bearing bar. Yeah. Really good. How much is that? Nice deal. I've no idea. It's that mine. <laughs> Is it four or five hundred euro? No, I think it's like three hundred and fifty euro. Maybe I could be completely wrong. There's, there's, that's a really nice bar. Yeah, but there's shit loads of bars you can buy that are weightlifting and in inverted commas. Yeah, and they are for, perfect for weightlifting. Yeah, at home. yeah, yeah. I would definitely spend the bulk of my money on a good bar. Yeah, and like when you're looking at it, and you might only have a budget of five hundred euro for the bar. Just no, even like just in general, oh, might yeah, be yeah, like yeah. five hundred, and you're so yeah. tempted to go, oh, I could get this set that has. A barbell, yeah, in inverted commas, no, do and a set of plates. Yeah. Don't even you don't need a set of plates. You need some twenties, some tens, and some change. I Just would, spend some money on getting a good bear. It's going to last so much longer. Hundred percent. I would. I would actually go so far as to say that um, if you have, if you can, let's say you can only afford, let's say you five hundred euro now, and you can afford that to spend on your home gym, and you don't know, you think for another six months, a year before you can spend more money, I would buy that bar now. And yeah. just do a lot of technique work at home and then yeah, train really yeah, normally yeah. training. I would put, I would go so far as to say that. Yeah. Like the bar won't add kilos, but it will definitely take kilos. Yeah. And it will yeah. Def- That's a very good point. It will definitely hurt your wrists and shoulders over the <laughs> long run. Because I can tell you my wrists and shoulders are not great after that 28mm bushing bar. No. And those those budget bar belts don't last. It's still under the hay somewhere actually above. <laughs> 32 mil <laughs> no that's a big thing but they don't last like no. the the end collars will come off yeah. some of them are like a system of screws keep them in mm-hmm. so that threading in the screws goes there's one of these out here in the gym that yeah. is threaded um, they bend the knurling wears off good like the chrome flakes off them we can't recommend enough get a good bar get a good bar and budget bumpers even it means for another year you ha- you can't do anything I would yeah. definitely because it'll be worth in the long run assuming you have somewhere to train now definitely and you'll see like a lot of people don't like those black Chinese mass produced bumpers because they're used to seeing them in CrossFit gyms no, they're and they're cracked and they're rattly but that's like the amount of wear a CrossFit gym plate gets just by themselves those 20s are dropped by yeah, themselves all, all the time whereas yeah. that's not going to happen for you you know yeah um, there's a Xenox bar actually they sponsor some of the cross conditions. Okay. Is that the European the European Championships? Yeah. So it was a cross competition last year. <coughs> they do it every year. Is that where you've ever cleaned one sixty? It was on the Xenix ones. Oh. Really nice bar. Yeah. They're just black and you can buy black bumper plates. Very yeah. whippy, but I think the bar was like two hundred euro. Yeah. I'd actually consider buying it last year. I remember that you were talking about it. Yeah, so if any I think they're a Spanish company. Okay, so if we move on from the bears and bumpers then I think the next major thing is your platform. Yeah, definitely platform. Um so right this is a platform I have at home mm-hmm. and we've like seen these everywhere what I'd say is don't just go for so usually people will have three sheets of plywood small br- brown yeah plywood. so they'll they'll <laughs> go a sheet of plywood laterally they'll go two sheets of plywood laterally sorry one next to the other mm-hmm. and then they'll have one going 90 degrees to that in the centre of the platform yep. as they're like standing on piece and then rubber either side yeah 
what I'd say is take that design where you have three sheets of plywood, mm-hmm. add in four sheets of MDMF, mm-hmm. so medium density particle board or whatever it is. What kind of price are we talking here? So cheap. So MDF is like 35 to 45 euro, depending where you buy it. So we're going to do. I have to make my platform at home and dig up the concrete. Okay. So this will be one of our first YouTube videos. Yeah, we'll make that video and we'll, so like, we'll announce it obviously on some podcast when yeah. we do make it, but you're you're adding probably a total of 150 euro to your platform. Probably not even. And it goes from being this not great training surface that will warp almost immediately. Yours is fantastic. So after, yeah, after like 12 months. MDMF doesn't have that kind of warpy effect to it. No, so because it's a particle board, it will yeah. sit down into it. Yeah. And then because you've three sheets of actual plywood on top, mm-hmm. they'll really like yeah. pull everything together and give it like a yeah. a solidness. It, like... Or a hardiness. You need zero... Like if you have a measuring tape and a fucking saw blade, you'll... Yeah. You just don't need... And and with that design, you yeah. don't need to cut anything. No. You're getting four by eight sheets. You're getting four of MDF, three of plywood. Hard-faced ply is ideal, but it's not necessary. And then you just need two strips of rubber. And then you're away for slates. It's as soundproof as you'll get, really. Yeah. It's so. as soundproof. It deadens it so well because yeah. of the MDF underneath. So your barbells don't get beat up too much. Your plates mm-hmm. are immaculately well-kept because yeah. they're dropping on the rubber either side. In terms of for weightlifting, for soundproofing, there's kind of nothing you can do. No. Bar, get, take bumpers. Yeah. And get, um, your, so build your platform as much, as well as you can. But after that, it's just kind of shit or bust in some ways. Yeah, and it depends on the space. Yeah. The acoustics of the space could just be really, really bad or really, really good. And then the next thing that obviously you need is um, your squat stands. Yeah. So, so we can, have the identical yeah. squat stands. 70 euro was it? 75 euro? I think 90. You can build them for probably half the price. Yeah, you can make them if you have a welder or you know somebody who is a welder. Yeah. You could definitely make them. So someone actually was asking me during the week where I got them and they were in France, I think, and they were saying, I think they could ship them, but they could probably get a cheaper welded, yeah. someone to weld them, you know, because yeah. like angle iron like that is dirt cheap. But that's, so basically all ours are, it's a H stand. Yeah. With an adjustable height, yep. there's like a baby spot of hair on it, which is laughable. They're dumbest. Um, I don't know what that's for. But I think they're for benching. I pen presses. Not but even. Not even. Keep, anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're super simple. And when you're looking for them, just go cheap, right? You've squatted some crazy weights on those ones. Mm-hmm. And you've squatted like 285 on the ones at Stacks mm-hmm. in Clarence's gym. I tried 300 of them. Yeah. <laughs> like they're... People are like, oh my God, they're so wobbly. It's like people hate them almost as much as they hate those Adidas Power Perfects with the red heel. Because they're like, oh, I can feel foam yeah, compressing. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You see people squatting cra- crazy weights. You get you get a certain skill acquisition from just being good at putting a bar in and out of them. Yeah, you, you're really like gentle. Yeah. And that's no bad thing, you know. I hate when you see people slamming bars back into racks or like really aggressive on racks. Yeah. It's not good for your squat. Yeah, no, so it's not. So what I, what I definitely say for squat stands, unless it's a thing where you're a crossfitter or somebody where you want to be doing kipping pull-ups, yeah. like that mini rig I have where it's bolted into the floor and it's basically just two squat stands with a pull-up bar across the top, the one that's out here now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a nice rig for that, but yeah. other than that, go cheap. Spend money on a barbell. I think for powerlifters then, the old Texas power bar, I suppose, is... Yeah. You know... If some powerlifters might not like the idea of this, but you might be better off buying a reasonably so like a hobbyist. So some of the bars we're discussing there for weightlifting, 
would have been kind of hobbyist weightlifting bars. Yeah. So they're not IWF certified, but they're still good quality bars. So I would nearly say, if so the chances are right, if you're listening to this and you're building a home gym, you're not squatting 350 for reps. No. So you'd, I would probably buy one of those um, weightlifting bars. Yeah. Because they're definitely better quality than any shit or powerlifting bars you'll buy. 100%. So you're, and they'll last longer, you'll have warranties with them. Yeah. And realistically, if you're training at home, you may, like, you, you just don't, it's just not going to affect you that much, the no. weapon is like, I know you, so you, I think something that would probably affect them more, yeah. is a needle bearing on the outside, yeah, so actually go for something like a rogue or a it's reputable enough brand, a bushing, but bar. just go for bushings, yeah, yeah bushing and you'll probably get better steel, yeah, you'll definitely get better steel, sorry, and it'll be cheap, shape as anything, and metal plates, you don't, like you if you're really patient and you're really smart, you can buy so many metal plates for dirt cheap. Garf, those yeah. metal plates I have out there I got for yeah. free. So <laughs> if you so like as well when you're training, I know powerlifters like to slack on a weightlifting bar. Yeah. So if you have a weightlifting bar and a load of metal plates, like you'll be fine. It's yeah. not gonna realistically you're not gonna be benching heavy alone. You're probably gonna go to your powerlifting gym yeah. with someone. One thing I would recommend for powerlifter is yeah. getting a set of twenty five kilo or twenty kilo bumper plates. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. In terms of longevity of your barbells and longevity of your steel plates. Yeah. Unless you're lifting on a super nice platform yeah. with a lot of give in the rubber, but even even as is. Yeah, get a re- having a twenty five yeah. thick plate on the inside. You can um, does you a lot, lot of good for you. A lot of bumper twenty five kilo big black ones. Yeah. Um, you see like Larry Wheels does that yeah even he's deadlifting it probably feels a bit nicer off the floor too I'd imagine or makes yeah. it e- probably makes it easier to load too because there's probably a little extra just a bit more tolerance but after that then you can buy a shitload of uh, 20 kilos um, metal plates and then one thing I would say for everyone is you can get like snap-on collars now on Amazon yeah. I've got pairs that are really hard to open they're like <laughs> 20 euro just, just yeah don't don't not buy them no I think another really good purchase is spend like 45 or 50 euro or dollars or whatever it is on a set of change plates mm-hmm. and just keep them in your little bag on the shelf yeah. at home so this is like if you're training at home you can't just slap 80 kilos 100 kilos 120 kilos onto the bar every yeah. time like you do need a two and a half yeah you do need a one and a quarter minimum a two and a half and five kilo plates yeah minimum. But like one and a quarters are so good as well just for like they're going to cost you almost nothing in yeah, the long run. Yeah, very true. Um, okay, so this is kind of for ideal f- home training. So for part as well. So obviously, for squatting, you can use whatever for for benching. It's what? They, those squat racks would probably do squats and those cheap ones. What I'd really recommend for bench pressing is just getting a standalone normal fully horizontal bench. Yeah, of course. Oh, for Joe, like, yeah the most rudimentary yeah like I got one free with that uh, mini rack out there Rogue make good ones and Mo- Rogue make really good ones but Rogue are so, so expensive so even like t-shirts and stuff yeah but you can like just get one that's solid don't worry about wheels on it yeah. don't worry about anything you can reinforce it yourself if you want yeah to, so. and like when you're at home and you're training on your own the last thing you want is like some dodgy shaky little pin Thing, yeah, that exactly. could pop that yeah. couldn't pop or whatever yeah um really just go as simple as little moving parts as possible I suppose the only thing for benching alone is um, safety pins on a cage or do you ever see the safety set up at home in the old shed no so in the old house we had just had two uh, they're not ratchet straps but they're like sling straps you'd have for a forklift Mm -hmm. so they're basically just two slings and I used to just suspend them from the rafters had them coming down so they'd be like 
well below chest height. Yeah, yeah. But it meant if I could get pinned that I'd just lay it onto one side of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? That's a very good idea. Yeah, so like yeah. the straps never ever get in the way. They'd almost look like the straps they have on monolifts. Oh, yeah. Um, and oh, okay. I, I bailed with those a lot. Did you? Yeah. And you're all always okay? Always okay. So They work for squats too. Rack the straps are just like really thick cord. I don't know what you might call them in other countries. Like tie down straps. Ties, yeah. See, the only things if you see people um, like tying things onto trailers and stuff. Yeah. So basically those things, they're just really, really, really thick material. And then... Just have a loop on either side. A loop from the top down. Yeah. Uh, that's actually a very good idea. They never get, get in the way. Super cheap. You can get cheap cages now too, though. Yeah, you can. You can get them for like a few less than a few hundred euros. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. Two or three hundred. And the thing is, for this kind of stuff, if you're looking for cages or even those cable machines, yeah, um, like just stay on Craigslist, stay on Dundee, mm-hmm. stay on those secondhand websites, yeah. and things pop up all the time. The amount of times I've gone to someone's garage and they've had like squat racks like those, yeah, and they're like, "Oh, my son's gone away to college, and he said just get rid of his gear." Yeah, and yeah. you end up for like 150 euro cash. You get sometimes they might 900 euro worth of gear, but sometimes they might give it away for free. Yeah, if you're just really patient. Yeah, I would say benching on your own in the first place probably if it's if it's heavy weights, it's just not a good no, idea. It's never. Poor, yeah. Um, just one thing, right? Yeah. If you have to do it on your own, yeah, never go heavy, but also don't put clips on. Yeah. And you can do the seesaw veil. So Everyone's it's like everybody's done it. Tilt and we are not recommending you to do this, definitely but this not. definitely does work where you tilt all the way to the right. The bruising and your plates slide off and then you fly back to the left and your plates slide off. The bruising on your chest bone. We might have just saved someone's life. But uh, it could be the saving them right now, they could yeah. be listening. But um that's how, have you done that? hundred percent I've I, done that. I did it one time, it must be like it's eighty kilos. Yeah. I thought I was having a heart attack the next day until I remembered <laughs> yeah, what had. I did the previous day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm never doing that ever again. Because yeah. you know, if that if you if you do have to do that, it means you're probably weak. Yeah. So you don't know your own limits. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. people who know their limits won't have to do that, and they'll be stronger. So no. you know, in effect, this was it's like kind of. Self-run. But it is. It's very much a newbie thing to have to kind of do. Hundred percent. Um. So for powerlifters, then, I think one thing for powerlifters and weightlifters. Yeah a purchase that costs so little yeah. and is so beneficial for your accessory work is those twisty end like clamp down dumbbells so it's just a steel handle that's threaded on both Hang sides on. we'll get onto those after okay we'll do smaller bits so for power or crossfitters the, the probably all of that previous information applies to you depending on your budget yeah the only thing that is probably your biggest downfall is muscle-ups because realistically you probably won't have the head height for bar muscle-ups no so what you kind of have to do really is spend rings from the roof yeah so your ring muscle-ups that's probably as good as you get like because there is really no solution to doing bar muscle-ups unless you so what you could if you have a cage you could spend the bar mid-height or something and yeah. practice muscle-ups to your legs bend or something like that worst case scenario but realistically you'll just have to go with rings or something yeah, and I think it's the same for a lot of people if they're doing things like kipping toes to bear, uh, chest to bear pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Just going, this probably won't be the ideal training situation, but just having to do things strict. Yeah. You might have a pull-up bear with very little clearance, like a pull-up bear that goes in a doorway, and then just going doing like L-sit strict pull-ups, yeah. or like strict chin-ups, or strict toes to bear where you're almost sitting on the ground, but you're still raising your feet all the way up to the bear. Um going strict is like a very very legit option and then maybe once a week you go to your local crossfit box and you practice your skills I think general things in for oh actually sorry 
So then for real athletes, as we've been calling them, if you've been yeah. f- following along. So field sport athletes. Field, well, it could be anyone else, really. <laughs> People who just play a sport. Play badminton, tennis, yeah. basketball, football, rugby, boxing. MMA, boxing, any kind of sport. All of the above applies to you, but I suppose you can really minimize the amount of uh, equipment you need. Yeah. So a good place to start is bar and bumpers. Yeah. You may not even need a squat rack. No, no, no. After that then, what you're really looking for is kind of unilateral stuff, I suppose. Yeah. So we're looking at, you can get kettlebells or get pretty cheap kettlebells. Yeah. Things with kettlebells, they last forever as well. And you don't need to invest a huge amount of money. Like all the ones we have here in Bandon are competition kettlebells and they are worth a bit more money. But realistically, if you're training at home, you don't need that. Usually they'd be like a euro a kilo or like yeah. one euro ten cent a kilo or something like that. One thing I would say for kettlebells is you'll get like budget ones in Little and Aldi and those European supermarkets that are mm-hmm. plastic covered. They're not ideal. So they have like a seam on the handle and that seam on the underneath of the handle isn't good on plastic. Oh yeah. You have it on a lot of those cast iron, like heavy duty old school ones, mm-hmm. but literally a lick of an angle grinder or like two minutes with a foil will bring that lip down. Yep. Um, definitely kettlebells I think such a good option dumbbells are prob- of the two like dumbbells are definitely the l- like least useful of the two because yeah. dumbbells like rubber dumbbells are so expensive for yeah some those hex rubber dumbbells are, are f- frighteningly expensive hugely expensive whereas kettlebells will do you can do all the exact same things there's literally nothing you can do with a dumbbell or sorry with a kettlebell that you can't yeah. or with a dumbbell that you can't do with a kettlebell yeah and then you can do a lot more with the kettlebell yeah and I think where uh, where dumbbells become an option is right yeah. if you're just a powerlifter or just a weightlifter yeah. or just a strong man yeah. you can get these like scalable dumbbells where they're really really cheap the cast iron plates just go on they're yeah. like twisty ends a little bit dangerous though I w- oh, well, you're not going to be doing like kettlebell snatches or I know, thrusters, but I, know, I use them as well before yeah. at home. But they're just not. They don't they're not f- ideal. They don't feel safe. But they do the job. They do the job. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like if it is something like a budget setup, dumbbells aren't going to be where you go and spend your money. No, unless you just happen to get, unless you see them like they were saying on eBay, Craigslist, yeah. or Dundee for in Ireland, or yeah, 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 or whatever equivalent there is in anywhere else. Yeah, Gumtree. Um. So then. I would if I was buying kettlebells, I would buy my like ten kilo one yeah. for like ten, twenty, twenty four, and then I will get if I if I was doing this now, I would definitely buy the heaviest kettlebell you could possibly oh buy. Oh my god! I There's a ninety two kilo one in Rogue. I think we actually spoke about it on this hit before. It's like a hundred dollars or something. Oh though. my god! I really want it. If I if I had the budget for that, I would definitely buy that heavy kettlebell. If I would have one thing in maybe say like underneath my porch or something at home and I didn't have a an area just to train in a 92 kilo kettlebell no I wouldn't have a 90 I'd have like a 24, 28 or 32 kilo kettlebell I'd have the 90 something yeah. something that's heavy enough for me to swing to do some sort of push pressing some sort of squatting you can't swing 92 kilo kettlebell I was saying I can't push press it with one hand <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry Garf um, <laughs> so you need something right that's heavy enough for you to do fairly high rep goblet squats mm-hmm. fair something you can thrust her and press over your head or or aim to be push pressing over your head at some stage in the future yep. um, and then something that when you swing it it makes your ass hurt <laughs> I really because if you can get a heavier kettlebell goblet squats become a lot more useful yeah so you can start doing things like heel elevated goblet squats yeah for sets of 20 what also becomes a very valid option now is if you're injured yeah and you just have something like a dip belt, which well, is 15 euro. Yeah. You get a dip belt 
you stand up at something high, yep. like two boxes, yep. and you can do as many belt squats as it takes for you to get gigantic quads. And you can load with kettlebells, you can load that as well. Yeah. And you can load all of your kettlebells. That's a great exercise for anyone in general. Really, really good. All the weightlifters I have do it. Yeah. Um, and I think for a little tip for your belt squat is if yep. you keep a kettlebell on the bottom and then you can stack as many change plates above the kettlebell as you want. Yeah. So then your chain becomes like your barbell sleeve. Mm-hmm. You just stack all those onto it. Yeah. Slide the kettlebell onto the bottom and you're away for slates. Another thing I would definitely, definitely, definitely invest in, and because they're very cheap, is resistance bands. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because that's for everyone. For weightlifters, you can do shitloads of face pulls, which you'll yeah. need to be doing. For powerlifters, you'll definitely need to be doing face pulls. Yeah. And then for crossfitters, so for other things in, depending how much for everyone, you can do stuff like, you know, banded good mornings, you can do your curls, yeah. you can do your pull downs. It also offers you an ability to be able to do assisted pull ups, yeah. assisted dips, assisted muscle ups. It just opens up a whole other area of training for you. And they're very cheap now as well. Very cheap. Very just cheap. as a rule of thumb, if you can only get two or three, yep. get a wide range. So get one really light one, one medium one, and then one heavy enough one. Yeah. yeah. And always go long. Yeah. Because I see a lot of people and they might have like one resistance band and say it's like a purple one, which we call medium resistance. Yeah. And then they have a hip circle. Yeah. And you're like, buddy, if you spent the money you spent yeah. on a hip circle, you yeah. could have three resistance bands and you just double over a, a resistance band that becomes a hip circle. Um, although the hip circle I bought was like 20 euros thing. Really? The of fabric one? Amazon. This is, it's a slingshot one. Yeah. I definitely recommend those slingshot ones There's or fabric ones. Yeah. Because we've had the latex ones here. They cut into them everywhere. They yeah. cut into you and they break. Yeah. We had like, I think we got 30 when we opened first. Yeah. There might be three that aren't. So tie it together. Bring that into a synopsis for real athletes. So you want kettlebells? Yeah. Some kind of dip belt. Yeah. So you can do a lot of you real so if you could if you have minimum exercises, if you can do weighted dips, weighted chin ups and weighted belt squats, yeah. You can do and you can do single arm strict presses. Yeah. You can literally do all of your off season <laughs> training if you're really smart. And you can do all of your on season training for sure. Yeah. For 100% sure. Also, yeah. if you don't want to go and buy a dip belt, but you have an old weightlifting belt at home, that's absolutely perfect. Yeah. A weightlifting belt with a loop of strap on it, load away. Yeah. And then things less useful, but nice to have are push up um, sliders. Where are they? Do you know the handles, push up handles? The perfect push up. Perfect push up. You can get those really little or any your. I just got sick in the back of my mouth. They're little change up things. Do something different. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, actually, a really good conditioning too, Liz. Sorry, yes. So obviously, skipping ropes don't even count. They're Go basically ahead. free. You get yourself a fucking skipping rope. You surely have one. But a slam ball is a really, really useful bit of gear. Yeah. So like a rubberized, slightly smaller version of a of a wall ball. Mostly for this is for real athletes. Yeah, and like and for conditioning for if you're an off season powerlifter or whatever it is. GPP. General physical preparedness. Bring it back. Um, so, slam balls are really good, right? Because you can use them for lateral work against the wall, mm-hmm. vertical work down into the floor. Yeah. But you can also do all the things you do with a wall ball, like actual wall balls. Yeah. You just have to throw it a small bit harder. Um, you can also do weighted runs, weighted good mornings, use it as a kettlebell if you're doing goblet squats. Yeah. You like they're really really useful bits of gear if you buy the right one. Those um, I really like those D balls. Yeah. They're fucking. If you have the money, they're um, you can. They're really easy to store. You can literally throw yeah. those in the corner, and you get like I think 
Rogue have like a 30 kilo one and a 60 kilo one and they're in Cross Amano actually they have 40 and 50 as well I have they yeah they have loads of increments so whatever increments but if yeah. you can buy one buy the heaviest one you can get yeah so it's either that or a sandbag and they're just a lot less hassle than a sandbag having sandbags made always, 20 sandbags they always leak always leak no matter what you do with them I've made so when I used to do the shutting conditioning for the rugby team at home I made sandbags yeah so I got three sacks which are like coal sacks fill them up with a certain amount of sand I think they were like 20 kilos then an old wetsuit yeah tie off the sleeves cut the sleeves put it into that yeah. then two or three more bags on the outside doesn't matter doesn't matter they it, still leak they'll always leak so those um, D-balls or whatever why do they call them D-balls like oh there's some there's a oh it's like dead ball I think because it's dead when it hits the ground they're just being assholes yeah <laughs> uh, another really really useful tool and you can get they're very very cheap is um, weighted vests yeah. So that'll do all the stuff you can do with your dip belts. And so if you have your weighted vest and your hips, your belt squat or your dip belts, you can do, you know, add a little bit more to all yours. Yeah. And like Darren was saying, if you want to do something crazy like doing weighted runs or hill sprints. Yeah. It's um, a nice, easy option. I think something we didn't touch on or we just briefly spoke about it earlier is a pull-up bar, right? Oh, yeah. So nearly every space you possibly have, even if you only put in a pull-up bar at head height, yeah. you can still do like super strict chin-ups you can do knee raises leg raises everything like that remember Ross training remember I was talking about yeah he put up a video there the other day and he said if you if you think you don't have anywhere to do pull-ups you're not looking hard enough that is such a class video so, so you, he's it's like a fallen tree branch that's maybe like seven feet high and he's doing pull-ups off it beautiful like but it he, is like if you have a wall at the side of your house he's you, a, yeah. you can put a pull-up bear there if anywhere. you have a doorway you yeah. can put a pull-up bear there um, and as like granted there's certain places where you might be renting a space yeah. so if you're like in a leased out house or something they don't want you drilling into the wall but you can get so many super cheap pull up stands like you know the pull up mate uh, but just get the cheaper version would you? 100% that's pretty don't, big though isn't it? no they like fold away oh do they? yeah 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 um so there is and or else a pair of rings a pair of rings 25 euro throw them over a branch throw them over a tree you can do your dips in the rings as well yeah. didn't you see so I'll probably got rings if you're like yeah so you can do push ups pull ups dips yeah everything in rings horizontal rows yeah or whole rows if you oh. want to call them that the whole row the whole rows other things say, then if you if you have like cash to spare and you just want to use it for your gym like uh, a 45 degree back raise for very nice weightlifters and powerlifters yeah um, or so a plyo box with like plyo boxes are so handy yeah but then if you have something on the wall that you can hook your heels under mm-hmm. and then you have a plyo box suddenly you're able you have the ability to go do GHT sit ups yeah uh, back extensions mm-hmm. leg raises or sorry reverse hypers like you see everybody here will do them on the windowsill in like this old office at the edge of the gym yeah and it's just somewhere where you can hang your legs and hook your feet in on, or hook your hands in under something Okay, there's nothing else then I think in terms of like uh, disposable stuff then like chalk and stuff oh yeah, yeah when you're buying chalk don't go to your local sports shop and buy one block of chalk no go on the internet spend yeah. 40 euro and you will get enough chalk for the rest of your life literally yeah like you'd be surprised how little chalk you use personally yeah you're the only person in the gym using it and like the thing is if you go on Rogue right and you buy a 12 box of chalk it's probably like oh, I don't know probably 30 euro if you go on Amazon and you buy a bucket of chalk. Yeah. <laughs> that bucket of chalk yep. will follow you around for the rest of your life. When you move out of your parents' house, yep. when you move from one house to the other, it'll be there forever. I have the same block of chalk <laughs> for the last year. And it's I'll probably get another five years out of it. Yeah. 
You surprised how little chalk you use. Yeah, when you're yeah, by yeah. yourself. Like, it's I remember my mom's friend was moving out of her house when we were like 16. And we got loads of stuff just in random boxes. Yeah. And there was pavement chalk, mm-hmm. which was these colored sticks that were like as thick as your wrist. Yeah, yeah. The kids would use to draw on the pavement. Yeah. And I just remember getting a lunchbox and a hammer and for around an hour grinding up all this and made like this weird multicolored chalk mix. I used that for years. Vomit color. Yeah. But that's really handy. That also means training at home then becomes a hell of a lot more comfortable because it just brings, the bear might be a bit cold or might be weird sensation of condensation or whatever there is on the bear. And then you have something like chalk that just makes it a bit more human, a bit more similar to what you're used to training with. Some of us have had ice in our bears. Yeah, a lot of ice. (laughs) I I can't, there's nothing strange to mind now that's really necessary as well. Whiteboards are nice. Yeah, whiteboards are nice. Like, you know, a small little whiteboard that's just up on the wall or just freestanding that you can write out your training session. It's just more things to kind of humanize a space that might be a bit shitty. Um, Like, you've seen what my shed looks like. Yeah. It's terrible. Terrible. But, like, if you have a little bit of a bench that you sit down on. Exotic spiders. There's some gigantic spiders. They look like spiders that if I was in a different country, I would assume are going to kill me. Oh, if I was in a different country and I saw that spider, I would leave. You'd have to. But now we're in Ireland, so it's like, sure, that'll do nothing to you. Yeah, but it could be <laughs> one of those things that have come in off uh, bananas from yeah, the Western Congo or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, th- that looked like <laughs> that one you stood on there the other day. There was, was one of them the other day, and it was literally as big as the palm of your hand. Oh, my God. And this huge bulbous thing on the back of it. Yeah, and it, like that, oh, it had like a white... Strip. I assume that oh, means... That's so weird. I assume the white stripe stands for this is where the poison is. Yeah. Oh, 100%, yeah. But sure, you know what they say? All, pois- all spiders are poisonous? What? All spiders are poisonous. That's ludicrous. Yeah, though. It's just, you know, 15 degrees. <laughs> um, if he, if there are some of you out there guys who are looking at setting up home gyms, yeah. we've both done it now yeah. multiple times in yeah. multiple places and helped other people do it. <sighs> I forgot to mention... Sorry. Definitely buy a Bluetooth speaker. What I, was, what I was about. Oh. A Bluetooth speaker. Buy a Bluetooth speaker. Get a decent one as well. Get yeah. a loud one. Yeah. And you can get those, like, do you know those Beats pills? Yeah, yeah. That are like the size of a can of monster and they are loud as anything. But not the Beats ones. But no, but like, just get a cheaper version. Shmamajan will have. Shmamajan? Shmamajan. Shmamajan. Yeah. But they'll all have, like, they'll have really. You get ones for like 20, 30 euro. Yeah. And. While we're on this subject, yeah. if you use your phone to play the music on, it's not ideal because, because then yeah. when you go to video your lifts, it stops playing. If you're like an athlete who's just doing their off-season training or something, you're probably not taking that many videos. But if you're a weightlifter who's looking for concurrent feedback and using it as a coaching tool, it is kind of a bit annoying when you go to video your squats yeah. and then the music stops. So having something like your tablet there or having like an old iPhone that you can just link up have your Spotify on it saved. Yeah. And um, that is very, very handy. Yeah, and I, an old phone is very handy, but charging old phones gets very annoying. <laughs> charging one phone is annoying enough, but thinking about charging, you always think of it just before you go training. Yeah. And then the old phones is never the one that charges fast. No, no, no. Never is. So, some sort of like old, I saw a docking station for sale the other day that's like three and a half feet high. Yeah. This huge thing that you sit an iPhone into the top of. Yeah. And it's for sale for 20 euro and the deal. Did you buy it? No. You're always on done deal, actually. Always on done deal. Always looking for them deals. Scrounging. Um, there was a lad selling, oh, remember Arthur told us there was um, London plates. Yeah, London Olympic plates. I messed him actually about it. I hope he's not listening. But he was asking for kind of extortionate yeah. amount and I, I didn't really want them. I just wanted them, but I didn't really care. Yeah. 
I must buy more 25s, but I didn't want them enough that much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if they were a little bit dearer, but oh, he was looking for like a lot for the extra, yeah. for no need really. So the big rule of thumb here is go slowly. It's like the last podcast. Yeah. Be patient. Yeah. Like we all want to be like, oh, I need this for two weeks and I, like, I'm going to start training in this. Mm-hmm. Just be patient. Spend a bit of money on your barbells. Yeah. Um, do the small things that will make the space a lot easier to train in. Yeah. Like have proper chalk. Have a brush. Have a brush. You'd be sorry so much dirt you bring into a yeah. gym. Yeah. Um, walking on concrete. Speakers. When you're waiting your shoes. A whiteboard. Posters. Yeah. Posters are nice. And all the ATG, you can, if you're, you can download the posters. And I think if you, can you? you, yeah, if you're, I think it's for the, the higher rates. But for the, um, for other ones, you can download the, the JPEG or whatever and print them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think if you're the highest, he sends you a posters. Really? If you're like, oh, I don't know what the top yeah, end is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can buy those. This is on their Patreon. Yeah, ATG's yeah. Patreon, yeah. Um, we we'll definitely recommend sponsoring. Or not definitely. sponsoring. It's, it's called sponsoring Supporting, Patreon. Supporting, I think. Supporting or whatever, because, I mean... So regardless if you actually watch the videos, I really watched them before they come out early. I watched them when they just come out. Yeah. But I always watch those videos. I'm giving $1, $12 a year. Less than twelve euro. Yeah, I mean it's 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 like it's hard. Like, and I I do it to Clarence as well. Like, you know. Yeah, but he's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, would definitely yeah. Um, if you do want any advice, guys, and you're setting up your own setup, just yeah. um message us. It's yeah. probably the easiest thing. Probably don't email us, um, but just send us a DM on Instagram. If also I will say this thing, um, a lot of people DM me, and you may not get a response for like two months. Yeah, DM the Seeker page. Yeah. Is so much easier than DMing Garth's page. A few people have messaged the secret page actually, and we're not ignoring you, but we just prioritize other people and we'll get back to you. Yeah. Um, Thanks, guys. <laughs>